I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. And now, broadcasting live, it's time for the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Your place for motivation, inspiration, and edumacation. Each week, our host, Christopher Rausch, and his guest share what it takes for you to have an unstoppable attitude for your personal and professional success. And now, for your host, Mr. Kick-Ass himself. It's That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to live while I'm alive. That's the theme show here to the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Welcome Welcome, welcome. I am your host, Christopher Rausch, and we are here live every Monday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you kick-ass guests and advice that are are there to help you grow yourself professionally and personally every single week. We are here. We've been here for a long, long time, and uh, we've, uh, let's see, we've done 124 episodes, so uh, if you take that, and what we do here on the kick-ass radio show is our guest comes on every week and they share five tips that you can begin using immediately to develop your authentic self-confidence to have a kick-ass unstoppable attitude for personal and professional success so if you think about that we've had uh we've successfully aired 124 episodes so you multiply that by five tips and that comes out to 620 tips 620 tips over the course of the last, I think uh, I'm bad at dates, but I think it's been two and a half years, a year and a half, something like that. I don't know. I'm bad. So I, I guess if you take 52 weeks, that would be two years. Yeah. So I guess it's been over two years. Yeah. I could do my math. Uh, anyway, so that's what we do here. So, uh, and this is a live radio show, but we also, what we do is we uh, send these shows to podcast afterwards. So if you want to go back and listen to some of these shows, uh, I really encourage you to go do that. You just head over to my website. It's ChristopherRausch.com. R-A-U-S-C-H, ChristopherRausch.com, and you'll find it on the radio show tab. You go halfway down. There's a link to iTunes, and if you are anti-iTunes, you can actually check it out on, just go to www.thekickassradioshow.com. You'll find them there. That's some incredible guests. We've talked to about a wide variety of topics, as we're going to be talking about tonight, and that's one thing I love about doing this show is just the opportunity to talk to so many different people around the globe about specific issues that can help us in our personal or professional life. That's the whole thing about this here. And, you know, if you're a first time listener, uh, welcome. This is an edgy show. So if you have kids that are under, you know, 16, something like that, you probably don't want them listening because um, I speak in colorful language. I speak how I speak every day. It's not meant to offend anybody, but you know, if I say shit, then I say shit. Uh, That's have my own radio show and that's what i'm here to do and you know really it's just my whole goal is that you end this hour with me and my guests and you start applying the stuff that you're gonna you're gonna listen to and you're gonna learn you know it's it's just it, there's there's never a shortage of tips or information that you could begin using immediately and that's the key thing uh we're not here selling you anything you know it's just honestly it's just from my heart to to the listeners out there leaving my legacy in the world of what you can do with your life that you're capable of if I can go from being a homeless seventh grade dropout living in the backseat of a station wagon to having a master's degree and owning two houses and having a, a, an awesome career and an awesome wife and, you know, just many things to be thankful for. If I can do that. If I can go from being a dropout to and, and drugs and gangs and all other shit to being where I'm at today, so can you. There is no reason why you cannot. And that's what I'm here for is to develop your self-confidence, kick procrastination to the curb, and help you overcome your fears to really just live the life that you want to live so you don't end up at the end of the day with a bunch of regrets. That's my just two cents here. Uh, and speaking of past shows, last week uh, we had a we had a show we had a, sh- a great show. It was actually taped. I had to tape it last week. But Phaedra Koenig uh, was my guest last week, and she's basically the female version of me. So if you imagine a speaker coach uh, with a dynamic personality, very gregarious, I think is the word. Um, I'm probably a little bit more. Um, well, wait a minute. You know, if you listen to the show last week, maybe I'm not, but I'm probably a little bit more outspoken, maybe. Uh, but Phaedra came on the show and we talked about, uh, you're going to have to go back and listen to the show. We talked about broken mirrors and impacted doggy bowels. Uh, and that was not the crux of the show. 
ladies and gentlemen, but that's how Phaedra had uh, talked about a particular situation, how you can't get down in life. Uh, we talked about how to quit uh, self-limiting thoughts. You know, a lot of what we say to ourselves is what manifests in our lives. So we talked about self-limiting beliefs, the words we use, the language we use that will actually propel us either further from our goals or closer to our goals. Uh, we talked about what um, what it takes to go from being uh, physically, sexually, emotionally abused to, you know, just coming out a winner. And that's what this is about. You know, people come on here and they share their stories. They share how they got out of the ruins, the the bowels of life, if you will. I'm using that word again. Uh, <laughs> we talk about that so that you can have a kick-ass life. You know, it's just, it's just raw, you know, no bullshit. That's what we're here to do. Uh, like I said before, you know, we've been doing the show for a while and uh, I've come to the decision that I need to move on. So uh, I'm just letting you guys know that probably at uh, the end of this month, I will discontinue doing the Kick-Ass Radio Show in this particular venue. Uh, not to say I'm not going to bring it back as a podcast. It's not to say that I won't do something in 2016, but you know, everything has its lifespan and I need to focus on doing some other things. Not that this takes a whole lot of time, but you know, it's been a great run and everything. So uh, stay tuned for that. We got some great guests coming up through the end of the month. Who knows? I might do a special show in September, you know, just kind of recapping things, maybe invite old guests on here, but it's just been, it's been incredible. It's been absolutely incredible. It's been uh, a dream of mine to be able to do my own radio show. And uh, who knows where it'll take me next time? Who knows? You might hear me on Sirius radio. Who knows? Uh, anyways, so uh, that's just uh, info for you. And, um, and if you want to send us feedback during the show, uh, you can send it to us, uh, info at the kickassradioshow.com, info at the kickassradioshow.com. My guest tonight, I met her, I believe earlier this year, again, I'm really bad with time because it seems to be flying so by so fast, but I met my guest earlier this year, uh, and we're both speakers and experts on overcoming mental illness and the stigmas that, that encompass mental illness. And what we do is we take our stories and we take what we've learned and we go out to the community and we share that with kids, at-risk kids, you know, uh, adults. And we just, be, we just basically share our knowledge and our experiences with the world because, you know, we've all experienced it. I mean, more us more so than others, you know, being called uh, names for being depressed and having anxiety, um, you know, suicidal thoughts, uh, you know, it, previously on this show, we talked about post-traumatic stress disorder, or actually, actually my guest talked about is post-traumatic stress both um, from our returning men and women from uh, active duty. Uh, so the, the the show is no talking about uh, these things, and we really just want to, to to share what's going on so that you have a different perspective on people perhaps that have mental illness in your life. You're going to come across them. You've experienced it yourself. There is no shame in that. And so uh, if you please welcome my guest tonight is Miss Emily Trong. And Emily, how are you doing tonight, my dear? I'm doing good. How about you? <laughs> I'm you doing great. If I, was do if I was doing any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> I could hear you. I could even yeah, see good, you. Good. i got a special camera set up for this. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah, uh -huh. smile. You're on candid camera, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm smiling. So yeah, yeah you're well, suddenly you nervous because so you're for... in your bathrobe, right? Nah. <laughs> uh, no. I just took I took a shower because like it was it's been so hot of late, but yeah. So that's part of my yeah. self care, keeping cool. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you are cool. You are definitely cool. You're on the podcast radio show. So Emily, <laughs> why don't you yes. um? We're on here to talk about our stories and and whatnot and 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 sharing uh you know, how we can help our listeners, you know, overcome stigmas of mental health and, and just have a kick-ass life. So I know your story, but why don't you go ahead and share with the listeners what, what you're all about, what your stories, what you're doing today and how you are a kick-ass girl. <laughs> okay. Well, um, hi there, everyone. My name is Emily Lutrong and I'm a motivational speaker for mental health awareness. There, the reason behind that is because I myself grew up with low self-esteem and depression and I didn't know how to articulate myself when I was much younger. I didn't know how to make long-lasting friendships. And, and I think a lot of the times it was because I struggled with trying to find people who wanted to talk about the meaning of life, people who wanted to speak um, on a deeper level and it was really hard trying to find friends who could relate and I would get made fun of when I was growing up and I was bullied and 
and then like I dealt with the pressures of of needing to get straight A's um, because in the environment that I live in, in the San Gabriel Valley, the the pressures to obtain those straight A's is is very high. And if you don't bring home those straight A's, your parents are, you, you see in their face that they're not happy with you. And parents have a tendency to compare their kids to other other kids who have better grades and they kind of ask like, why can't you be like them? And, and just makes you compare. I, I, I realized that I internalized all that. And I, I started to, it started to create my negative self-talk that it became my limiting beliefs that I thought I, I'll never be perfect. I won't, be able to obtain um, I'll, I'll never be good enough and so I carried around this attitude throughout my whole life um, until until I I actually did a beauty pageant back in 2009 and in my 20s and I thought hey you know um, I think I have a chance at, at, at possibly winning at least I'll try because one thing I really really hated after college was doing interviews you know after college they say oh fake it until you make it you know well when you're trying to do job interviews but like that was something that I seriously could not do it's like if you if I'm scared you see it on my face <laughs> and so <laughs> you know um, so then I, I just, I internal, and um, even after interviews, when I didn't get the job, I internalized that and it would just make me so depressed. I didn't know how to not make, you know, those situations, those feelings of inadequacy, not define who I was. And so, um, when I started stumbling upon quotes like Eleanor Roosevelt, she said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Like, wow. And then, like, Gandhi, I change his quote a little bit. And I say, you can chain me, you can torture me, but you will not break my spirit. Yes. And I, yeah. And I feel like these quotes, they, they teach us that we have more power in our mind that we really have. We can tell ourselves that we do not consent to our circumstances, to other people's insults, criticisms, making us feel, making us feel less than. And mm -hmm. inferior. And, yeah. And, and so... I, I, it, it takes a while to actually practice this type of thinking because it's like sometimes you can, it's easier said than done. But over time, mm -hmm. it, I've definitely learned to be better about not letting things ruin my day, not taking things personally, and there's another affirmation that goes, um, do, do, don't let compliments go to your head, but don't let insults go to your heart. And Ooh. so don't let, yeah. don't let compliments go to your head and don't let insults go to your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Who said that? Uh, I forget. I forget who said that one, but it's just like well, we're going to assume that now because now you said it on radio. Because <laughs> <laughs> whoever know, it is is listening to the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Come on, right, right, yeah, yeah. The Dalai right Lama now. listens to the Kick-Ass Radio Show. He, he, we hope. <laughs> but yeah, he's also. <laughs> so, one what of was your, so what was your so what was your lowest point, Emily? My lowest points, um, I've had feelings of suicide during college and after college, and 
Um, during college was when I when I was feeling I loved my um, my ex boyfriend so much, but he didn't want to get back together with me. And I knew he was sleeping with another a neighbor um, two doors down, and to know that he was sleeping with other women was 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 killing me, killing me inside because I placed my value in his hands, and when I didn't see my value in myself, that's when I wanted to choke myself. And. Mm. And so it was just so emotionally painful, but I, I luckily I didn't go through with it because I'm still here. <laughs> mm-hmm. My sister, yeah. yeah, my sister was, I opened up to my sister one time and she said like, she just, she really did not want me to go. She didn't want me to die, right? Because she loves me so much. And from then on, I just, I knew I had to keep on going with life, but even though I was still kind of lost and confused and um and then I think even after college I felt depressed because when I didn't know how to find a job you know get full-time work or figure out what my next step in graduate school was which I never went to (laughs) um Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I defined myself by those things. I thought that my worth was dependent on whether I got a full time job or a or went to back to graduate school. And I ended up doing neither. Um I did have full time jobs um after college and but I felt judged by that I felt that my worth was dependent on the external things that I have the how much money I make what are my credentials what are the letters behind my name and and so part of me thought oh like in the more superficial side like oh I need to um Uh, live up to these expectations in order to be a worthwhile person. Whereas the other side of me is very compassionate and non-judgmental, very caring. And, and I, that side of me did not want to judge me myself by, by the super, by the external things. And so now as a motivational speaker, I go to colleges and I tell the students, you know, your parents may emphasize financial wealth and, and, and financial wealth and education, institutionalized education for you to get those credentials. But at the end of your life, if you have no true friendship, what good was your life? You know, and that's really something that's important to think about. Um, because like you said earlier, you want to leave a legacy. What good is life if you leave no legacy behind, you know? Mm-hmm. So what, so what got you, so you talk about suicide and, and these low points and, and obviously uh, in school, we want to impress our parents and we want to have great grades and everything. So how did you, how did you start turning that all around to where you're at today? Hmm. It was definitely a process about. In 2009-10, after I did the pageant, I, my goal was to become a motivational speaker. And I, part of it was being inspired by Martin Luther King Jr., seeing that he was able to impact so many people to make them feel like they were people of worth, that they were no less than, than other races. And that they were everyone is equal. I was so moved by that that eventually I thought and my my talents lie in encouraging other people. But what I lacked when I was growing up was being able to encourage myself. That was really hard to develop. And so I went through some more depression between 2010 and two years ago, 2013. And and when I was seeing more quotes that were like, you know, do what you love and you never have to work a day in your life. I was trying to put together like, 
figure out what is what is it that it is going to make me tick, to make me motivated, to get my true self to come alive, and and finally through through networking and standing up at at um, the Asian American Mental Health Legislative Briefing in in July of of 2013, I said, no, I will not end my life because I have a story to share. The more we talk about mental health, the more we will alleviate the stigma. There is no shame. There is no shame. And so I just knew, you know, I acceptance of, of, of my depression came very quickly because I... You know, there was something wrong. It's like when you get to a point in your life where you're like, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you need, need, to, you need to figure out what's wrong, you know? <laughs> yep, like, I was just ah. saying that yesterday. Just saying that yesterday. I'm right? sick and it's tired like, of being sick and tired. Right. It's like life will make you try to learn the same lesson over and over and over again until you get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... So I I realized that my lesson was was putting my value into other people's hands and I needed to place that value in my own hands and not rely so much on external validation but internal validation. So and it's definitely taken me a long time to finally understand this but you know we're all works in progress. And we're all learning every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That is so true. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us here on the radio show, we are on tonight with my guest, Emily Trong. And we we're talking about the stigmas of mental health and how we can overcome those to live a kick-ass life and what we can do in the community to make it a better place and to remove some of that judgment. Emily, let me ask you, um, you, know, you, you we were talking about parents and, and talking about the pressures of that and the expectations, uh, which, are, which, are, which are usually huge. Uh, but talk to us about, you know, what you did and how you've communicated to your parents. Have you talked about the pressures that they placed you under? Is is it still not talked about in your house? Because I know in the Asian community, a lot of those those types of things are always swept under the carpet. And it's like, okay, we don't talk about the things that could, really, you know, tarnish our family name and, and bring shame to us. Is that is that a situation in your family? In the beginning, yes, it was. After I first came out, I even interviewed at the uh, with the World Journal Chinese newspaper in October 2013, and they they were really moved by my story. But um, they didn't tell me how they were going to name the article, and they named the article "Victim of Perfectionist Parents Speaks Out." <laughs> Ouch! No. Don't show mom and dad. <laughs> And I didn't tell my parents uh, that, it, you know, about the article. It was my, my parents' friends called them and say, hey, did you know your, your daughter's in the news? <laughs> what? So, yeah, yeah. So um, in the beginning, it was really hard for my parents to, to handle all this. Um, they were like, how could my mom's response was like, how could you do this? Um are you really my daughter? Do I need to disown you? And wow. so, yeah, yeah. So it was really, really hard to deal with in the beginning because it's kind of like, it's like it, it, in the, in 2013, when all the emotions just started coming back, you know, it's like, it's like, I'm feeling all of it. It's like, kind of like when you have a problem with someone and you were not able to figure out how to, to effectively communicate with that person you love. And it's just, you've had to like, like I swallow, like live with it for so long that like, finally, like all of it just comes out now, you know, and it's, and, and it's, I'm, I bet that it was very hurtful, and it makes my parents feel like they they it made my the article made my parents look really really bad, and um, but eventually my parents were able to come around and finally see the worth of my work of what I'm trying to do 
I, I was, I tell my parents now and even in my speaking engagements that I don't blame them. I don't blame them for their parenting style because it was what they grew up with and they, and they, they, they parented the way they knew best, the way they were parented themselves. And, and so they did do their best. And I don't fault them for doing the best they could. They provided for me financially. And even though when I was in junior high, I knew that money could not buy happiness, that was one of the ways that they knew how to provide and how to show their love for me. They, and I think part of me when I didn't know how to, 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 get my parents to open up and be expressive the way that I tried to learn about them was through understanding Taiwanese history and understanding what did they grow up with what were the historical circumstances and so um, my parents they were taught you know don't get involved with politics because you'll be put in jail you'll be uh, disappear or you'll or you'll be threatened somehow um and wow <laughs> yeah yeah Jesus. so wow. yeah so i mean but when i learned of my mom's cousin who was who is a taiwanese independent movement activist who has been and he's written books to continue inspiring the people in Taiwan to to voice um the, their their selves to to he was blacklisted from being able to go back to Taiwan because of his critical critical crit, critiques on the government during his time and so i what he inspired me to be be an activist myself to be this mental health advocate hey if my uncle can be an activist and be so outspoken i can be outspoken too <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah and and that helped me to find my voice and but you know now i tell my parents i love you i love you no matter what happened in the past I appreciate everything that you've done for me, and I'm proud of you. So thank you know because without you, there would be no me. You know, so I appreciate. So true. Still, yeah, yeah. So and 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 last March, like I, uh, um, I was nominated as nominated and selected as the 2015 Woman of the Year, Woman of Achievement, um, from my senator Ed Hernandez and my mom and my sister and her baby um, came. So for them to be there, even relatives from Taiwan were there. <laughs> so for family wow, to that's be awesome. there, yeah, like it, it was felt so good to just have their have them be there so yeah a lot has changed over two years <laughs> hell yeah well i'm glad i'm glad for us and the and the people that are listening that you you have you know triumphed in 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 the face of adversity because um now you have a message to share with with today's people our adults and our and our and our kids Talk to us before we get into the five kick-ass tips. Talk to us about where you think the the stigma of mental health is today, uh, especially with our young kids. You know, our, our maybe our, our junior high kids and, and older. Where do you think that all lies? Because we have the power of social media now and whatnot. And I know that bullying. We've had somebody here on the show talking about bullying. Um, you know, social media plays a huge role in that. But um, where do you think the state of all of it is today? I think that because. There's no education in teaching people how to express themselves. You know, every all public education focuses on is, you know, academics. Um, I feel what's really lacking in in education today is is the ability to be able to communicate how you really how you feel inside, and and I I I know that it's can be very vulnerable for 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 kids growing up 
even adults, to be able to share how they honestly feel, you know, inside. And people are normally very fearful about opening up because they're afraid of the rejection. They're not, they're not sure of how people are going to react when they open up and say how they truly feel. And they, they in, in fear of being ostracized and marginalized and, and that. And, but I think in some ways it's like, even though that I've personally faced stigma and discrimination, for, for being open about my depression and growing up with low self-esteem and wanting to share how I feel deep inside. I have faced stigma, but I've ex- also accepted it. I've accepted it because it's like in our culture, it's, it's seen as a weakness to be able to be so upfront up and disclose how you truly feel. It's like they almost don't want you to say it because they say like how if you don't have have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But it's like, well, maybe there's a nicer way to say things, how you how you feel. Maybe you can it can come off like a, uh, do a sandwich um, constructive criticism. You start with the positive, you make your negative feedback. And then you end it with the positive. Um, you know, it's like these practical communication techniques um, for for people to learn how to uh, how to deal with your anger, your frustration, problem solving. You know, I think mental health is all about problem solving because when you're trying to problem solve, you you're trying to solve. If you get stuck with your problem, you're like. You can, but you can become frustrated. You can eventually become depressed and even angry. But if you don't get, and and so, how do we deal with those feelings? I feel like there's not a common education for our in our culture today that really teaches that, and I think it's so lacking. And that's why it's like there. I think that's what also contributes to the stigma. Because, like, when not everyone has these tools on how to be more self-aware and, and learning meditation, mindfulness, you know, that could be so practical to everyone, you know, instead of just, like, living their lives, like, oh, like, on automatic mode, you know, it's like, just, just like, always living for the future. But what about living for the present? Enjoy mm-hmm. you are right now. You know, live for the it's, moment. Yep, you know? that's all we have is just is just the present moment, and and um, you know what you said is so true. And people out there are listening to that and taking notes. But now we're we're to the heart of the show, where I want you to share uh, your kick-ass tips with us and the with me and the listeners. So give us kick-ass mm-hmm. tip number one. All right. So the kick-ass tip I gave you was be your own best friend and believe in yourself. So um, I wrote that as the first tip because when I didn't believe in myself for too long, I it was hard to even imagine a future. Um, and when I realized that I was my own worst enemy for so long with having so much negative self-talk, I realized I was working against myself for so long. I, but then like when you have your, if you have a best friend, wouldn't your best friend want to encourage you and wish the best for you and, and have, wish you, you know, reach your highest potential. And I think that's the way we need to talk to ourselves and say that, Hey, just because you, you're making mistakes, that's okay. (laughs) Because at least it means you're trying. So yep. still pat, you know, pat yourself on that's, the back. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's so true, Emily. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, when you, when you, when I was talking with somebody a couple of weeks ago and they were, I said, well, I said, what are some of the things you say to yourself? And so she starts rambling off these things. Oh, I'm not enough. I'll never be successful. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, who's your best friend? And she's like, oh my God, it's Charlotte, blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay, if Charlotte was saying those things to you right now, what would you tell Charlotte? 
and she's like she immediately changed her 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 position and she's like well i'd tell her that this that and the other thing and blah blah, blah and that she is she's valuable and she is this and i said okay so you need to do that for yourself we we often go through an experience and then we spend the rest of our lives beating ourselves up over it when everybody else has forgiven us so i think you know your tip of being your own best friend and believing in yourself is huge because at the end of the day who is you know i think we look we talked about external validation we spend we spend our life and i was actually just telling the story this morning about how kids between the age of zero and about six five or six they they become the people that are, they're going to become and they've made all these determinations and and, and agreements about life that uh -huh. usually you know we start off as a baby and we could shit and smell and stink and throw up cry, and we're still the greatest thing ever and then something happens, this thing called judgment happens. And then forever in our life, we're worrying about who we're going to piss off and, and losing love and making people like us. And, and we pretend to be somebody we're not to get people to like us. You know, at the end of the day, we're all we have really. And so it starts in, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's interesting how people will think of that as being selfish. And I tell them, no, it's self love. Yeah. So talk to yeah. us about how you how you improved your self-confidence. Did you get around different people? You know, obviously you, you had the quotes you talked about, but how did you start building your self-confidence? Um, well, when I realized that I didn't have to be perfect and I didn't have to compete with other people, then I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, well, this burden on my shoulders just came off. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I I don't have to compete with others. My own competition is, is, is myself. I only need to yep. improve me and be better than I was yesterday. And, you know, it's like strike for progress, not perfection. And I was like, wow, you know, that when I realized that and, I, and, and knowing that I don't need to be perfect, you know, because knowing that, like, my mistakes are are actually going to guide me to become a better person. So I'm like, I, I that really helped me in in, in building my self confidence and just daring myself to do things I never dreamed I would do before, like the beauty pageant. Like I was so scared about interviews, but then here I I made myself do a beauty pageant and. And I did it. I didn't mean queen or princess, but afterwards I started to realize, hey, I don't need a crown on my head head to be to be validated. I already have an invisible one. And <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I realized that my worth is not dependent on all these external things, like the the things I was talking about earlier, like you know your credentials, your salary, your title, your like even the number of awards you may have, you know, it's like these things don't, these things could be taken away from you in an instant, even your looks, even your family, even your friends. And it's like, what are you left with when you have none of these external things yourself? Yep. And if you don't, and if you don't like yourself, then you're, you're, you're SOL. <laughs> you're <laughs> you know? And it's like, but when there was a song, I, I, um, uh, a worship song that goes, um, by Lincoln Brewster and it's called amazed. And the lyrics go something like you dance, you dance over me. While I am unaware, you sing all around, but I never hear the sound. And the chorus goes, Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you because you love me. And you know what I changed in the chorus? I said, Emily, I'm amazed by you. Emily, I'm amazed by mm -hmm. you. Emily, I'm amazed by you because you love me. And it's that's awesome. Because you know, the singing song like that is very powerful. To develop self unconditional love is very powerful. <laughs> because yep, sometimes yep. you feel like you feel like you don't deserve it, but it's like no, you have to take it. 
you have to take that love for yourself because that's one of the ways that you will be able to move forward. And you say, you know what? Yeah, I might have made mistakes, but I still love you. Mm-hmm. And yep. Acceptance and, and forgiveness are, are huge in, in getting past, you know, our, our, our previous impressions. Um, give us kick-ass tip number two. All right. Keep your mind and thoughts focused in the present. <laughs> Speaking of the present. So how do you do that? Because like somebody like me who I, I tell people I have uh, ADHD on track, you know, I'm like constantly <laughs> spun and doing all sorts of different things all at the same time. What is your advice yeah. for keeping focused? Well, I can definitely relate with you. And, um, but just being able to, I think the the best time to even try to be a come in the present is when you're stressed out, uh, because when your mind is always looking towards the future, it and if you get something, if you don't get what you want, then it's hard for then your mind's like, ah, like why did I get that? I so deserved it. For example, like I applied for a job and I didn't get the one I wanted, right? I was like, okay. Like, let's reframe, reframe my mindset. Let's turn, let's turn my mind to thinking about what I do have instead of what I don't have. Still appreciate the littlest things that you have, that you can still, like, even have your vision. You can see life in color. You can, you know, smell. You can smell food, you can taste food, you can smell flowers that have nice fragrances, you can, that you have hearing, you know, it's like these things are always so taken for granted and you never know when you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. You know, even life, life can be taken away from you in an instant, your family members, your loved ones and that why it's so important to say appreciate your 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 people you love and you know and just just thinking about what you have instead of what yep. you don't attitude of gratitude baby attitude of gratitude i was <laughs> i was helping somebody that was bitching and uh pissing and moaning not too long ago and i said <laughs> i said i said can i help you out for your first second and uh, normally I don't offer my advice unsolicited, but I wanted to correct this guy's attitude. I wanted to see if I could do it in under five minutes. And he says, uh, you know, he's complaining about this and that. And I said, did you by any chance go to a place in your house today and turn a dial and have water fly out of the wall mysteriously that was actually warm? Uh-huh. And he was like, he's looking at me like I've, like I've lost my marbles. And I said, yeah, you are able to go turn a dial in your house, get inside of a box and have a nice hot shower. That's pretty freaking cool. You know, there's people in the world that get their water out of the ground. There's people in the world that don't get showers. There's people that, you know, homeless people who take cold showers, you know, there's so many different things. And I said, think about what to be grateful for, man. I said, just think Uh about that. And this actually was for me. I was, I was having a down day last year Uh and I'd gotten the shower and I thought, how cool is it that I can turn this dial and I get hot water? That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and the guy, the guy looked at me and he goes, you're right. And I said, I know. I said, what happens if you wake up tomorrow and you're blind? Are you going to think about all your problems today and go, oh, wow, they're still important. No, you're going to be like, holy shit, I got to figure out how to live life now. And you're going to go back and think, oh, I regret not you know, paying attention like you're saying to the flowers and stuff like that. So that's huge on my list, Emily. I think that's, a, I think that's mm-hmm. spot on is just having an attitude of gratitude and just saying, what can I be thankful for right now? You know, cause then our, mm-hmm. then our, our mind focuses on that. We find more of that, you know, the people that are out there listening to the news and following politics already. I got so many people that are pissed off and it's like the, <laughs> the election not even a, a year and a half away. Pump the brakes, man. People are going <laughs> to die between now and then. Don't even worry about it. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, are, yeah. Stressing themselves out instead of paying attention to their kids. Uh, anyways, right. don't get me on, don't get me going on a rant, baby. I'm going to go. All right. Give us kick ass tip number prison. three, sweetie. So that one is um, do things one at a time to prevent overwhelming feelings. <laughs> Good luck. I can't do one <laughs> thing at a time. I'll go insane. <laughs> so how, how do you well, how do you how do you suggest we we do one thing at a time? 
especially in this day and age. Um, I mean, everything's got you know, cell phones everywhere. Just like everything's I just know, like bombarding right? us. Yeah, yeah. I I can relate with that too. Because I mean, yeah, there are times when I'm I am multitasking, but sometimes when I multitask too much, then I become very forgetful, and then I lose things. And so it's like ah, then I get mad at myself for like forgetting and losing things. Like um, so. Uh, not knowing where my keys or my wallet or wh- whatever, you know. So it's like it's so important to kind of be kind more focused and doing one thing at a time because I know that for myself. Like I become very overwhelmed if I see that I have so many things to do, and that's where I have to tell myself, okay, Emily. Is just do one thing at a time. And I mean, I might wash dishes and then I'll watch some Netflix to, to help, like, you know, make the time go faster because I don't like washing dishes. Um, but it's like, it's like kind of like, well, when you, every time you do one task and you finish it, and then you, like, kind of give yourself, like, a mini, mini celebration and say, like, okay, good job, you know, like, having a, <laughs> in your mind, you say, like, okay, good job, you got that done, all right, okay, like, next, next, you know, or, or you can, when you, when you have that positive self-talk, you know, it's like, it's like you're rewarding yourself, you endorse yourself, you can, like, maybe reward yourself with a little something and then go to the next task and, and, and endorse yourself for each effort that you make because, you know, it's better than not doing anything. So, you know, sometimes people are so fearful and to, to make mistakes, but it's like, mm, you know, it's like stagnancy is one of the worst feelings in the world. Like you just, you feel so confused and you don't know where to go and you're like afraid of making a mistake. But you know what? Mistakes are not really mistakes. They're learning curves. Mm-hmm. Well, I completely you know? agree. I, I thought they're, they're stepping stones. I mean, a mistake, I look at it this way, Emily. A mistake is something that you do over and over again. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. first time you do it, okay, hey, I learned something about that. Second time I do it, I'm probably an idiot. Third time I do it, I should be smacked. <laughs> you know, I mean, but but it's true. I I I told somebody this uh, recently. I'm always telling people shit. So I mean, that's what if you guys are listening to the show, I tell people a lot of shit because I care. No, he was um, I said I, he was worried about making mistakes, and I said, listen, I said, do you learn from your mistakes? And he said, pretty much. And I said, well, then go make more. I said, go make more. We spend so much time worrying about, you were talking about being a perfectionist earlier, something I've struggled with. Go out and make mistakes. Go out and try new things and figure out what works and what doesn't work and experience life and and, and, and take, some, take some knocks on the chin and then just go, okay, wow, I've done that. Now I know exactly what I want to do. But most of us play it safe and we're trying to do these things and make everybody like us and not make, you know, you know, not lose judgment and stuff. But, you know, go out there. And if you don't have the right people around you that are, you know, that aren't judging you and saying, oh, you made a mistake. See, you start, you got into the professional speaking thing and you did get, you know, whatever it is, get around mm-hmm. different people. That's my, that's my thing about that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you, uh, I was going to ask you, do you, how do you handle when you give advice, you know, when you're speaking and, and. Uh, and giving advice to people about mental health stigmas. What what is what is like one of the commonly asked questions that you get about stigma? Yeah, yeah, just about just about stigma or your story. What's what's like the oh. the number one thing that people don't understand? Well, how well how do you face stigma? How do you deal with the the discrimination? Um, people not understanding you and I tell them you know what not everyone is ready to hear your story not every because stigma exists the doors will not open everywhere you go ears will not open everywhere you go and in my speaking engagements I like to share William Gibson's quote before you diagnose yourself with low self-esteem and depression make sure you're not surrounded by assholes (laughs) (laughs) I love it uh huh. And so, like, I define the assholes. Well, not to necessarily put people down, but it's more like when you're not around people who have similar value system as you, who don't try to understand where you're coming from, who 
who have a closed mind, those are the people who are not ready to hear your story. And so I, it's we kind of like when I was saying earlier, when you don't get what you want, like it, when when you're faced with a closed door, don't take it personally. Just go look for the open doors, and and you'll eventually find them. Um, and so um, there's different ways of telling our story um, to 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 uh, alleviate the stigma on mental health through the Coming Out Proud program that you and um, Honest Open Proud program we were both a part of. Um, and then there's National Alliance on Mental Illnesses um, in Our Own Voice and Ending the Silence programs where we people who have been diagnosed with mental illness share their stories. And so... Uh, to put a face on on for someone who has mental illness, they people with mental illness are not just hopeless people who look dirty. You know, um, I think that's the, the <laughs> hopeless people who look dirty. Yeah, like you know, not not clothed, don't have a home, and you know, just rugged and like, and they're talking crazy to themselves on the streets. You know. And I think that's the the common perception that most people have of what a yeah. person of mental illness looks like, and and mm-hmm. so, but you know, it's like you and I, we're we're alleviating the stigma just by talking about it now and anywhere we go. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's nothing to be ashamed about, and even though our culture thinks that opening up is is a weakness, no, it's actually a strength, and. Because yep. you you're you're opening up to to bear your soul to the world and 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 that's what I do when I share my story because I want people to know there's no shame and I'm being the change I want to see in the world so every exactly. person has the capacity to be the change they want to see in the world. Well, I think it's awesome. And I, and thank you for doing that on behalf of the people you're helping. Um, because it is true. I mean, when you show a little vulnerability and you show some, I mean, you know me, you see me on Facebook, I'm like, uh, I'm an open book. I Here's on a bad day, I'm having a good day. You know, just because I'm a motivational speaker and a coach doesn't mean that I'm perfect and everything's rosy. I mean, I have, I struggle with depression and anxiety and, you know, some days are great and some days are like, what the hell? And I get into a spiral and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, Chris, what advice would you give a coaching client? And then I walk my way out of it and then I get back and I look focus on, you know, what I'm grateful for, you know, we all, it's all a work in process. And I yep. think, you know, like you said, through us discussing that, hopefully somebody out there is listening, who's struggling with some stuff would be like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm human. Everybody's human. Everybody's going to have depressive thoughts and everybody's going to have those things. And you just got to just sit there and say, okay, what can I do to be part of the solution and not part of the problem? So give us mm-hmm. kick-ass tip number four. Cause we're, we're winding down on our hour already. <laughs> okay. Trust the unfolding of your life and go with the flow. Um, and so I think this kind of goes with the the kind of antsy feelings when we're trying to multitask and you know get too many things done at once. Um, this one is about like because I know that there are times when I'm trying to like push things to go faster, but I can't make it go faster and. I want to do all these things, but I can't. And so I need to, I need, I, I tell myself that I need to trust the unfolding of my life. And, and just kind of, because like when you go into nature, the plants, they're still growing, but they're moving little by little. And that's just like, that's how we need to appreciate our progress. That we're growing little by little and we can't force our growth. You know, it'll mm-hmm. happen with it'll happen when it has to. So yep. I'll go to number five. Um, have the courage to make mistakes and so forgive yourself and others for making them. And so I think for myself, yeah, I didn't know how to to allow myself to make mistakes. I was I I stayed in stagnancy for so long and. And once I I learned to encourage myself and say that, you know, you are just, you are a work in pro- progress and you don't have to make all the answers right now. It takes time to find the answers to life. So just chill and relax from time to time. 
And this is part of what I say in some of my spoken words for we are all works in progress. And, and I think we, we have to allow ourselves to make mistakes and forgive ourselves and others in order to be able to improve. Sometimes we have regrets and we're like, oh, I wish I did this and that. But it's like, mm, you can't beat yourself up for what you didn't know back then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can you can only help yourself from what you know now. So, and and then the um, last one is use your mistakes as stepping stones to help you better yourself, or else you'll be learning them over and over and over again. So you might get it. So, which is what I was talking about earlier. So, you know, it's just um, uh, when you get to a point where you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, you you have to figure out what what do I need to do differently in order to have different results? And so yes. because I realized I was relying way too heavily on external validation, I needed to, to develop that internal self-validation and encourage myself. And, and so that's how I've been learning to become my own best friend. Mm -hmm. mm. That is awesome. Emily, thank you so much for being on the Kick-Ass Radio Show and coming on here and sharing your story, sharing five plus Kick-Ass tips on, on what our listeners can do to help end the stigma of mental health and how we can help each other, you know, give each other a break and, and, and not necessarily judge so quickly. I, I, I teach about, you know, seek first to understand, then to be understood. And what it all, mm -hmm. all really amounts to is my core belief about life that everything happens for a reason and what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. For those of you guys been li a long time listeners, you know, I have a tattoo on my forearm that I wrote that down. It says what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger because sometimes <laughs> I have to remind myself that, yeah, I'm pretty damn strong, but you know, this is going to make me even stronger and I'm supposed to learn something out of this. And it's not necessarily a, a negative thing. It's a constructive thing because it's like you said, it's life unfolding. So tell my listeners okay. where, uh, they and continue the conversation with you, Emily, what your website is, what your, your contact information, how can they continue the conversation with you and possibly have you come speak to uh, their audience? Okay. Well, my Twitter is uh, at Emily W speaks. So E M I L Y W S P E A K. And then um, I'm very active on social media for Facebook. So um, you can go to facebook.com slash M-L-E-W-U for my Facebook uh, page and like that so that you can see all the other positive affirmations that I uh, like to post and encourage other people. And sometimes when I'm posting, I'm also posting for myself as well. So, so, um, um, so Facebook, Twitter, um, my email is... Uh, Emily W uh, Emily Wu uh, Emily dot Wu dot Trung T R U O N G at Gmail dot com. So um, yeah, thank you so much um, for having me on the show, Chris. I really appreciate it. You've no, you are. <laughs> thank you thank you no the, ple the pleasure is all mine and, and I, I, I this is an important uh, topic um so yeah and for those of you guys that are out there driving listening on your mobile device and you can't write this stuff down uh, the and you can find emily's information right there on the show page you can also obviously go and listen to the show again uh via podcast through itunes just go to my website uh christopherrausch.com and you go to the radio show tab and you'll find a link there and you can go back and listen to the show, take notes and then take action because that's the most important thing. And then go share it with somebody else and go teach somebody else. You know, when you learn something, the best way you can reinforce it is by going and sharing it with other people. Uh, so I really encourage you to reach out and get in touch with uh, Emily and have her come speak to your organization, speak to kids. Uh, and let's just help all together, you know, treat each other equally and fairly because no matter what size we are, what color we are, what nationality are, sexual orientation, religious belief, political affiliation, anything, <laughs> we're all the same. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, we are all the same. All in a line and you split us down the middle, we're all the same. So this episode of the kick-ass radio show emily i thank you so much for being on your sweetheart and for those of you guys out there listening thank you so much for being long-time listeners uh next week we've got a great show coming up again and uh, like i said this is probably the uh we're closing down on the end of the kick-ass <coughs> show this particular version of it but uh never fear because christopher roush
always be here. Until next time, I wish you guys all a kick-ass <laughs> week, and I love you all. So peace out, people.